Welcome to the Write for a Reason podcast. My name is Janet Wilson. I'm a publisher of Christian fiction for young people with Dernier Publishing. If you're a Christian and new to writing stories for kids and teens, stay tuned for encouragement, creative writing tips, and actionable strategies you can implement immediately to become a better writer and also to get more of your books into more readers' hands. In this episode, we're going to look at the whole issue of rejection, which is a big one for writers, isn't it? You've only got to say the word and you you kind of get that feeling in your gut, don't you? So to talk us through this rather fearful topic and to give us five positive ways we can handle rejection, I'd love to introduce you to Sharon Tedford, an English writer from Texas. Sharon is a popular international music artist and award-winning podcast host. She uses her gifts as an author, worship leader, singer-songwriter, speaker and watercolour artist to inspire weary believers. Sharon lives near Texas with her husband and children. So first of all, Sharon, a very warm welcome to you today. And thank you for taking the time to come on a podcast, especially as it's really early in the morning for you, is it not? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Janet. It's actually eight o'clock now, so I'm, I've been awake a little while, but it was early to get up and wake my voice up. <laughs> yes, no, you don't want to be too croaky, do you? So you had a, a nice English cup of tea or did you of have course. an American cup of coffee? English cup of tea. We get our tea from Tesco and Sainsbury's and bring it home with us after we've had a visit. Oh, jolly good. So how come you are an English writer from Texas? Yeah, that's a, that's a very long story, but the short answer is God brought us to Texas. We live just outside Dallas here in Texas near to the airport because my husband is in the airline business and 13 years ago, God offered us an opportunity to come and work for a company here. And so here we are and there's oh, wow. some really fun stuff for us living here in Texas, which is a little bit different from England. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. I've never actually been to the States yet myself, maybe one day. When maybe when traveling gets a little bit easier. So did you start writing in Texas? Well, I did a theatre degree, English and theatre at Kingston University. Shout out to all my Kingston University people. And so I have been writing as part of my degree and I was doing a teaching degree, actually. So I used to write for my kids in my class and do theatre stuff. So I did a lot of theatre writing and uh, I was actually responsible for the productions that we did at our church. Um, We had a very big church at the time. And so we did Christmas productions and Easter productions. So I did all the writing for that. I used to also write for Engage Worship Um, which is a really brilliant resource for for churches and people who run services to go and get um, particular resources to read during church. So creative writing that you can Mm. read during church and liturgy. I used to write modern liturgy for them. Brilliant. So you have been writing for quite a while then. I have, but I... I didn't get to actually writing a book until I moved to Texas. So that right. was a, okay. new, a new step. You know, the difference between writing an article or a piece and writing a book is ever so slightly different. Oh, <laughs> quite a different skill, isn't it? And a lot of work. Yes. So you belong to a writer's group in Texas and you've written a book together. Now, how did that come about? Well, every person in the writer's group knew one person. Decided We went on a conference and we bumped into some people at a writers' conference, AWSA, which is the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And at the conference, I met a girl from Texas and she said, do you belong to any writing groups? And I said, no, I don't know any. And one of my friends met a girl from Texas. It's a women's writers' group. And she said, are you in a writers' group? 
No, I don't know any in Texas. And so obviously the idea was born in the heart of a couple of the girls. And so we gathered together, just eight of us, just which is such a good number, 10 of us to begin with. In um, one of the girls, we're very blessed that her son has a house that's a, um, an Airbnb rental house. And he just let us borrow it for free for the weekend. And away we went. Um, we have writers of different levels of experience, 20 years, one year of all different genres of writing, because really I'm a, my primary writing is songwriting. So that I'm, I'm a songwriter. Obviously, there's children's author, fiction, nonfiction, memoir, articles, journalist. So we just covered a lot of bases and we just bless each other mm-hmm. by encouraging each other, but yeah. also teach each other. Yes, that's a really wonderful thing, isn't it? When Christians get together, because none of us has the whole house, do we? We're all a brick in a house. So in this book that you wrote together, one of the chapters that you wrote is about rejection. Now, did you choose that topic or was it given to you? I think the topic chose me because it was very fresh on my heart. Oh dear, (laughs) don't tell me you were rejected. I was rejected. I'm pitching my children's book at the moment and I really felt like this publisher was a good fit and a sure thing and it wasn't. Oh, that's (laughs) just gutting. It does hit you actually in your stomach, doesn't it? It's where where you feel it. It's really a physical response because rejection goes deep to our souls, doesn't it? We mm. we feel rejection. We just get reminded of being little girls and boys, being rejected in the playground, you know, whatever. It just gets you straight back to that, I'm not good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So whether we're entering a competition or fail to get in the shortlist, an agent won't take on our work as well as publishers, it can really take us back, can't it? And then... The temptation then is to stop. Yeah, the temptation is to lay down and say, put your pencil down or your pen down and say, I'm I'm not good enough. Yeah, Yeah. close your laptop. I'm going to go and do the washing up. (laughs) But that's not the right response, Sharon, is it? It is not the right response. I'm trying to encourage people to become the contented rejected. Contented rejected. So to go for it anyway. Well, I think you'd better unpack this for us, Sharon. So over to you. Okay, let's try and see if we can do this. So number one, the first thing that I like to do when I'm rejected from something, and particularly we're talking here about having a book rejection, but you're absolutely right. This rejection feeling comes when we're not, when we don't make a shortlist or when um, an article that we post doesn't get accepted or whatever. So first of all, we need to remember that the rejection is over our current work and not rejecting us. And also that it's over our current work. Yes. So with this particular piece, it doesn't mean that you can never write anything. And it also doesn't mean that your work but isn't good. It just means that they are this, let's say, publisher, they are rejecting this piece of work. It's a one, as you said just now, it's a one brick in their house. It's one brick. And that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world for everything. So remember that they are rejecting your work and not you. Yes, I think two, that's a very important distinction, isn't it? Because... Um, Although we might feel it very personally, it isn't a rejection of ourselves as a person, is it? It is about, as you say, that piece of work. 
And I know as a, a publisher, when people sometimes will send in a proposal and I have to send in a so-called rejection letter, I'm putting up my fingers here with a little uh, quote <laughs> <quotes>. symbol, yes, <laughs> uh, rejection. Um, it may be that we already have a lot of books written in that kind of genre right now, and I'm really looking for something completely different. So if, you, if you're writing a book about um, girls having sleepovers, we may already have one of those. So it's nothing to do with how good your work is even sometimes. One of the interesting statistics that I found when writing this chapter is that Dr. Seuss was rejected 27 times from publishers before he mm. got his first yes. Very now, interesting. I don't know about you, but as a children's author, Dr. Seuss, I think he's brilliant. I absolutely yes. love it. You know, it's, The cat in the hat. That's yes. the guy. Yeah. Foundational. You do love the cat in the hat. Yes, or Horton Hears a Who. That's one of my favourite stories. It's a lovely, mm -hmm. there's a lot of biblical thought in that. Um, everybody counting. Um, so yeah, Dr. Seuss, 27 times. I'm yeah. so glad that he didn't say, oh, I'm rejected. I'm rubbish. He said, yes. Nobody my likes work. my work. Exactly. <laughs> we would be lost without him. So We would. You know. And and I think it's the same for a, a lot of writers, don't you? I, yeah. I, I don't have the stats to hand, but I know J.K. Rowling was... Mm. Um, repeatedly rejected before someone yeah. took on Harry Potter, and that's true. wow, that's yeah. that's something to be thought about, isn't it? it is. She was sitting there in her coffee shop, being rejected over and over, but she kept yes, saying, "Let's, she let's kept do going. it again." So she number another, one, she had another cup, cup another cup of coffee, another cup going. of coffee, and kept writing. So number one, <laughs> so rejection is of your current work and not rejecting you. Okay, great. Correct. Let's move number on to two. number two. Number two is the rejection isn't even necessarily of our work, but exactly what you just said, more to do with the fact that the publisher doesn't really want that at the moment. It's not a current need. Mm. And there's sometimes publishers do tell you that on their websites. We're looking for this style of writing or that story, but often they don't. And so it is a little bit of a luck of the draw. Well, I'm, I feel like I should pitch to this publisher. You pitch mm. to the publisher. And sometimes they don't even tell you, actually, we're not looking for stories on sleepovers anymore. They might not even tell you that. And so you feel like, yes, I didn't do a good job. And it is just they're trying to build up their whole armour in a, in a strong way. And they're going to feel like adding too much in one storyline. It's just, it's just not right for them. And of uh -huh. course, as, as story writers ourselves, we recognize that you don't want to dig deep in one, in one particular genre. You want to be wide. You want your readers to read widely. You want, we're trying to develop children who read widely. We don't want to just write to one genre. So yes, it's understandable true. for them to do that. And we do find, I don't know if, if, if this is across the board, but we do find um, more books that are suitable for girls than for boys. It's much more difficult to find books for boys. So if you're writing books for boys, guys, we need yes, them. I agree. Yeah, Having raised two boys, there was a lot of Cressida Cowell in our house. You know, the How to Train Your Dragon books. There's lots of toilet humour in that. <laughs> which, which boys tend to like <laughs> let's pass quickly on from that <laughs> so yes absolutely so the it's just what the publisher isn't looking for at the moment yep it's just something we need to remember and realize and actually having these written down so that when you get i'm afraid to say that word but when you get a rejection letter because my friends they're mm. coming <laughs> that we can say let me have a look at this it's yeah. not me you know uh-huh and okay. i think if you haven't got very many rejection letters it's probably because you're not pitching to enough people honestly yes. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think so, Sharon? I heard recently that you should aim on your yearly goals. You, your aim should be to have 100 rejection letters in a year. <gasps> that does sound rather a lot, doesn't it? I was like, really? Okay. But, you know, that's only two pitches a week. So mm. when you look at it like that, you're like, yeah, That okay. does sound quite a lot. You're right. You need to keep pitching. Keep pitching. Keep pitching. So, okay. So number three, okay. the third thing you need to think about to help you become a contented rejected is to be willing to read through the suggestions that they send you with a humble heart because maybe their mm. suggestions for your work could be trusted. So what I would do is to take what they've written about my work to one of my buddies in my writer's group because I trust them and I know they know my voice and I know they know about writing. So sometimes an, an editor or a pub house, whoever reads it first, don't really know your voice and so they don't understand it. They don't have time to dig into your voice or your style. You know, so the best thing to do is to take the suggestions to somebody who you trust and be humble about what they say, because sometimes those suggestions are absolutely brilliant. Yes. And, you know, you can say, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, I didn't recognize that. So it's actually a gift to have that. Yes. But also to be willing to say, no, that response or suge- suggestion to my work doesn't fit me, but to um, shake it off with humility. Right. So this is a big one, isn't it, folks? So we need to be willing to read any kind of suggestions that have been written about our our work, consider them carefully and either reject them or accept them and do it with a humble heart. It yes. means that you've taken over that that feeling of rejection and saying, well, is this is this good or is this not good? I like that. I mean, the truth is, how often do you get to sit down with a publisher and share a cup of tea and share your work with them? Oh, if only, hey? Very, Mm. very rare. Sometimes maybe at a writer's conference, but that's what this is in their suggestions to you. And we have to remember that, you know, they're not sending it out of any kind of malice. We have to believe the best of the person who's sending it to us. Yeah. To believe that they are trying to help us. They're not well, if they to didn't, hurt. Yes, if they didn't want to help you, they wouldn't bother to write anything. They would just say, this isn't suitable for what we're looking for right now. Thank you for yep. sending it. Regards, you know. And, so and if honestly, they are sending feedback, it yeah. is almost always um, a really professional opinion. So Exactly. Yeah. And often we don't even get a rejection letter. You just get tumbleweed and silence. So be thankful for the response. Right. Good. Yes, I really like that one. Thank you. So are we on to number four? We are number four already. So this is my favourite one. This was the one that God rattled my cage with um, on my last rejection letter. Pray for the publisher who rejected you. Mm. If we are submitting Christian work to Christian pub houses, which I think many of your listeners are doing. Yes, they will be. We have to remember that it is most likely that the person who's writing back to us a rejection letter is our brother or sister in Christ. And I don't actually want to be cursing them. (laughs) I want to be blessing them. (laughs) Thank you, Sharon. (laughs) Indeed. And I would certainly value prayer. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's I've actually written a prayer in the book uh, in our anthology book here that's that's for writers to help writers to understand how to keep writing it's just a, an anthology of encouragement for the writer's heart i've written a prayer in here where you can slot in 
the name of the person who has sent you the re- the rejection letter and the name of the publishing house because as I love I'm going to use this analogy again Janet mm-hmm. we are all bricks in a house mm. and we are they are part of the way that God is using to extend his kingdom to help children read books and find out more about him so we pray that whoever did get the spot that our book was rejected from that God would use that book in incredible ways and that God would use this pub house for his glory that he would give them great success and that he would bless the person who's particularly writing you this email i'm sure that we could change things in the writer's world if we became the contented rejection in the way that we send an email in reply mm. that says thank you so much for your letter i appreciate your words and may god bless you as you continue Simple wow. things. Yes, Sharon, I'm absolutely loving this. Praying for the people who have, air quotes again, rejected your piece of writing, your proposal, yes. shall we say. And yes, so very much. We do all need each other, don't we? We really do. So um, all prayer for all God's work in every area of the kingdom and especially in this area of writing and publishing where we are all working together, let's face it. We're on the same team. <laughs> We're on <Yes>. the same <laughs> team. We are on the same team. So thank you, Sharon. I really like that. So that's a really excellent way to get over that rejection, to be contented, rejected. And imagine that you bumped into that person in a coffee bar or at a writer's conference. You met this person who was so excited that their book was published by this mm-hmm. publisher you would feel happy for them, wouldn't you? you wouldn't I, I hope so. Feel I hope you would have a really gracious response. Yes. You wouldn't want to strangle what them, God's would you? Doing. No, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not yeah. too. You can see what God's doing in his kingdom. And just, just to go back to something else that you said earlier, I used to be a primary school teacher uh-huh. and I can guarantee that the children in my class read widely. They all read different genres that one yes. of them you know I had a child who particularly loved to read about nature mm-hmm. that was something that he absolutely loved and so we would delve into the school library well I want somebody to write about that I want yes. a Christian writer uh-huh. to write for a boy who likes nature I yes. want I want that you know it's not yes. so easy to find and I want a Christian writer to write for a girl who loves who who loves welly boots yes you know I'm just plucking stuff out of the air here uh-huh. so you know I want a publisher to say yes to somebody and no to somebody else. I want them to build the kingdom. I want to give resources to my kids, the children in my class, the children in my Sunday school, the children mm-hmm. in my street. I want that. I want the wider kingdom yes. to be represented. So yes. praying for our brothers and sisters Love is it. part of my desire to see the kingdom grow. Definitely. Love it, Sharon. Thank you. And now we must be on to our final point. Number five. five. (laughs) This is a really important thing, although number four is my favourite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Number five has been my heart shift to remember that my hope is in God and not my work. Right. Our hope is in God and not in our work. So pause if you get a rejection letter. Pause if you need to. Pause. Feel the feels. That's okay. Feel sad. Feel disappointed. Uh But remember that in the next moment, what's your next job is to get up and follow the call that God's Mm -hmm. given you because it's still there. His call doesn't go away. No, indeed. His call is the same. Look for another publisher and trust God to do it again. Yes. And then if you need to look for another publisher, trust God to do it again. And then if you need to look for another publisher, 
guess what you do? You trust God to do it. Do it again. Again, yeah. because yeah. he's an yeah. again God. Yeah. So remember that our hope is in God and not in our work. Yes, is in God and not in our work. So our confidence is in God and not in our work, right? Yes. And our trust is in God. Yeah, yeah. So that's really important. It's really important to be able to to put that together, isn't it? And to remember mm. that the work is one thing, but yeah. work is what we do. Am that's I making right. sense? You're making <laughs> fabulous sense. Yes, we are children of God who happen to be writers. Yes. We're yes. not writers who happen to be children of God. We Indeed. have to get that in the right order. It's so yes. important for our hearts. Yes. And and sometimes he will he will be teaching us things through the air quotes rejection again, so that maybe we can become contented rejected people. He may be building up our faith through it. Does that does that sound right to you, Sharon? That sounds exactly right, Janet. I would, I'm high fiving you. Air high fiving. Air high five. Air quotes. All kind of air stuff going on <laughs> over here. Yeah, it's really important that we maintain our position as children of God in everything that we do, whether that's yes. whether we work in an office as well on the side, mm-hmm. or whether we're parenting on the side, or yes. parenting first and writing on the side. Actually, uh-huh. you know that our child, being children of God, is our identity. Yes, that being a rejected writer is not is not your identity. No, I think that's what I was looking for, actually, to be able to say that our de- identity is not a rejection of us as a person. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's a rejection of our identity. But we've been saying that all along. Well, you've been yeah. saying that all along, Sharon, yeah. haven't you? So yeah. that is really important. So that's five positive ways to handle rejections. Remembering that rejection is of the current work and not a rejection of ourselves. It may be that the publisher just isn't looking for the kind of thing that we're pitching at the moment. It's good to to read any suggestions and maybe take them on board. Great to pray for the publishers. That's got to be my favourite one too. (laughs) And remember that our trust is always in God and not in our writing. So next time you're rejected, folks, or you who are listening, why don't you jot those things down and pop them on a little card somewhere and get out there and pitch again. Send your your work off to another person, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but don't leave it very long. And when you get that rejection letter, if you get a rejection letter, because it may not be, may it, but if you do, hold on to these things and say, right, next. The enemy truly does come to try and steal and kill and destroy, doesn't he? And he'd like nothing more than for us to feel rejected, to lay on the floor, as you said, close the laptop and say, cheerio to the writer, I'm rubbish. Much better to have these tools to use when rejection rears its ugly head so we can get up and fulfill our calling. Lots of food for thought here, lots of food for thought. So before we go, do you have any other final words of encouragement you'd like to share with um, anyone listening today? I would love for everyone who hears this today to have in their heart, keep on keeping on. Yes. Keep on keeping on. Just if Uh God has called you to this, which I believe if you're Mm -hmm. listening right now, he has called you to this, then he's not trying to crush you. That's not our God. He Mm. wants to encourage you forwards. He's a forwards thinking God. He's a do it again God, as we've always said, as we just said just now. Yeah. So keep on keeping on. That's my words for you today. Keep on keeping on. Why don't you jot those notes down? If you're you're listening to this, obviously, in a car or while you're running on a treadmill, maybe you could do it later. But if you've got a 
bit of paper and a pen handy, jot that down, even just the act of writing it, even if it's on an old envelope and you throw the envelope away, just having that thought in your mind will help that to stick. So keep on keeping on. And if any of you have been particularly encouraged by this, why not leave a quick review uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast to encourage other people too. Now, before we go, Sharon, you must tell us the name of this book that you and your fellow writers in Texas have written. It's called The Right Calling. Of course, that's W-R-I-T-E, The Right Calling. Like right Encar- for a reason. Yep. Indeed. So right right Indeed. calling. W-R-I-T-E, The Right Calling. Yep. Yes. Encouragement for the writer's heart. And you can find that on Amazon mm-hmm. um, or Amazon. Uh in the US and America, and I think it's going to be available in Canada. So yes, go ahead and buy it. We're getting some lots of really great reviews. People are loving reading this anthology great. and just feeling so encouraged yes. to keep on keeping on. Good, good. So it's lots of different writers, lots of different yes. chapters about all different kinds of things to do with writing. Yes, so, so you can dip into it whenever you want to. If you're yeah. feeling today like, oh, I've got writer's block, then go in and look for a chapter on writer's block and be encouraged. So there's a scripture at the beginning and then a word of an essay of encouragement and then a practical step at the end. Next steps It's all different kinds of Brilliant. next steps. So that will also help you keep on keeping on. Thank you very much, Sharon. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you today. Thank you. We'd love to chat to you guys. If you want to, to join us in discussion on Living Right Texas, that's the name of our writers group. So you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Come chat okay. with us. We'd love to Living, hear from you. Living Right Texas. So do yes. pop on over there. And you can also um, hop on over to writeforareason.com. If you'd like lots more encouragement in your writing journey, you'll find lots of resources there to help you write excellent, relevant, fun novels and get them into your readers' hands. So we're coming out to a new season as well. So if you want to do a course, there are several you can do there from Write for a Reason Academy to help you set down a brilliant foundation for your writing novels for kids. Um, There's also the Write for a Reason Book Marketing Academy, which is brand new. So if you've got books to sell, that might you might find that really useful. It's a couple of mini courses. And we've also talked this episode quite a bit about encouraging each other. So we do have a Writers for a Reason Unite group. If you would like to join this group where we all encourage and inspire each other, we have buddy groups, I meet up with the people and if you've got any questions, you can ask me those too. You'd be very, very welcome to come and join us. Also have a, a free course, Gripping Beginnings. You can sign up to any of these and start straight away. So don't put it off, folks. Today is a gift to use wisely. Only you can write your book and if you've been called to write someone's waiting for it